If you just said this, right? I have to take out Harry Lang, another 100 year candidate. I'd, I, I, <laughs> you said I'm saying, that. What I'm saying is, I'd have to take out. Okay, I'll take out Conor Whelan then. Conor Whelan I, have to be. That's it. I quit. Subscribe to the GA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. Mike McCarthy, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, gents. Good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, that wasn't bad at the weekend, was it? Wow. Yeah, it was It was amazing, wasn't it? You know, to back up that second test performance was incredible. And, you know, what I loved about it was just that, you know, the guys weren't happy having just, you know, won the second test, creating history. They went on They went on during the week. They obviously didn't over-celebrate. They went out and attacked it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just incredible. And it was laid upon a bedrock of kind of, you know, aggression, set-piece foundation. Great to see a score and tries from... From the mall, but also multi-phase as well. Um, you know, we were disciplined, we were physical, we were aggressive, um, real nastiness. We had that little dip after half time where we started to kind of go a bit high in the tackle, uh, slip off a few tackles, but you know, that mindset to to stay in the game, and especially when it got back to within three points, to go on and finish the game out. Um, yeah, just truly incredible and lovely to see all the scenes of the guys getting back to the um getting back to the airport, being greeted by their families and their kids. And, uh, you know, certainly special memories for the supporters, special memories for the players and coaches. And, um, yeah, just truly incredible, wasn't it? And great to see your slogan on a flag in the stands as well uh, the morning oh, of the game. Yeah. Brody Retallick is a poor man's Devon Toner. I was like, yeah. Mike McCarthy has that phrase tattooed somewhere on his body, I presume. You, yeah, I, I actually I actually made that flag. So uh, yeah. you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many people sent me that link. It was crazy. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. And, you know, another highlight for me was... Um, Bundyaki stealing a bit of chicken out of the box, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, fantastic. I think you might get cited for that, but um, no, all good. <laughs> oh, it looked like they were having a good night anyway, and well deserved. Um, we 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 want to get your view on the, the second rows. Like um, Ritalik and Whitelock won a World Cup, and were generally considered to be the greatest second row partnership since the South African great second row partnership of uh, Bakis and uh, Victor Matfield. And you can see why, like, um, you know, they've, they've put together an incredible body of work, but granted, we didn't see them, their, their full peak of their powers for a full 80 minutes uh, over the three tests. But they were there for a large portion of the game. And James Ryan looked like he was back to his very best against them. Yeah, exactly. And look, you know, there's no more kind of test experience and quality than that New Zealand partnership in the second row but yet you know you have to be honest they they were they were they were completely outplayed um now that comes down partly to you know New Zealand was so used to New Zealand being this efficient machine and everyone being a cog in the wheel and doing their job effectively and I suppose you know the New Zealand looked like it's been spoken about a team that you know they're they're, they're not playing the way they have played it's probably not the same all blacks that we've we've seen before but they, they just weren't playing with any momentum and, uh, you know, probably a lack of urgency. Um, and, you know, just looked like they weren't all on the same page as we're used to seeing them. So, yeah, the, the, the Irish guys, um, James Ryan and, and Ty Byrne were absolutely incredible. Um, you know, certainly, you know, Ty Byrne, he's not he's not the biggest for the second row. And, you know, for me, going forward, if, if, if we're playing, a, a, you know, a France or a... Uh, in England or South Africa in the future, I'd probably um, put Henderson in the second row and accommodate Ty Byrne in, in the back row somewhere. But I mean, for this game, that second row pa- pairing partnership was phenomenal. You know, they're mobile, 
their work rate's absolutely incredible. Uh, Tyg burn over the ball. What did he have? Three turnovers. Um, and the other thing I love about it is with this pack is is that you've got five forwards, the two second rows and the back row. All of them are efficient line-out jumpers. You know, we've seen before, you know, as to use as an example, um, you know, CJ Standers, you know, was a big lump, powerful, um, but he, he was a lot harder to lift and get up in the line-out. Now you've got five forwards who are agile, dynamic. You can throw them up really quickly, dynamically, and they're causing absolute havoc in the second row in terms of stealing ball, disrupting New Zealand ball. And we know how efficient New Zealand have been off that first phase attack and, you know, winning quick line-out, getting to the line-out quickly, getting the ball thrown in. And, you know, Ireland were just really efficient, getting to the mark early, being set, and then being able to kind of adjust, adjust and move and getting pods in the air. Um, so, yeah, really, really brilliant stuff. Um Kieran Treadwell's got a lot of pop after this tour as well. Essentially, has come from nowhere really to be now all of a sudden totally acceptable as our third lock off the bench if we need him. Yeah, he's had a fantastic tour and his stock's certainly gone up massively. Um, you know, after the disappointment of starting the first kind of test and, and a Maori, Maori test with two losses, kind of shows the mindset and the belief and where that kind of mindset's come um from years gone by in terms of guys didn't panic they stayed strong they they believed and great great work by the coaches uh, to go on because that would have been a dark place at that first kind of week 10 days of the tour with the two losses not getting that momentum not getting off to a good start but you know Farrell spoke about I think after that first Maori game some some guys will play themselves out the squad sometimes will go on to have a, a great future with Ireland and Kieran Treadwell for someone who I think he's third choice at Ulster He's come, he, he's taken his opportunity, he's taken his chance. He's, you know, he's a big lump, but he's mobile. Um, great at set piece, um, great for, for scrummaging um, at that tight head position, but he's, he's mobile, he's good, he's easy to get up in the line out. Um, you know, his, his calling of line outs, which I don't think he does too much for Ulster, um, you know, calling the line outs there was great to see and he, he featured in every game. What I love about him as well is his work rate and he he's, he's willing to put his hands up and, um, he goes looking for the ball. He carries hard. He pumps the legs, um, and yeah, he's got a great work rate, and he carry, carries really well. Um, can I ask you? We 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 suggested that maybe you might take a look at picking like a joint pack between Ireland and New Zealand, um, and uh, you know to just get a sense of where we are versus New Zealand at the moment. I feel like we're we're building a, a rod for our own back with the next four minutes oh, of radio that we're about no. to make. Give me your combined one to eight from that uh, Ireland versus New Zealand three test series. Yeah, so look, to be honest here, no surprises. I think uh, you're looking for, you know, a few changes and, you know, I don't want to just pay it lip service, but genuinely that that pack that finished is what I would pick as a combined pack after the, you know, certainly after the last two tests. The only change I probably have, not not a change, is I'd have Caelan Doris starting at... At eight, he was absolutely incredible for the for the whole series. But you know, for the All Blacks, it felt like he was he was fighting a bit of a lone battle. But Ardi Sevilla, um, he was incredible all night. Um, you know, I think fifty-seven meters. He had he had from nineteen carries, five defenders beaten, three offloads, nine tackles. He was part of that um, resurgence after half time when he when he scored when he wriggled over. Um, you know, shortly followed by another try by the All Blacks after. So, you know, for me, I'd go with the same pack that, that started the game. And, you know, the only, the only it wouldn't be a change, but I'd have Ardy Severe alongside Caelan Doris, who who was absolutely phenomenal. But, 
you know, the foundation Ireland gave um, the team from the first minute, you know, that we talk about mindset, you know, that that first try by Josh van der Fleer, you know, not taking the three points, kicking to the corner, getting that mall going, getting it, you know, that length, that dynamism, that go forward, low body positions, fighting at the front. And that really set the tone. We started so well in all three tests, scoring very early. Um, and yeah, that pack, that that front row, um, you know, potentially a bit of work to do it to do in the scrum going forward. But in terms of the physicality and, the, you know, the line out, the mall, New Zealand just couldn't contain the Irish pack. And um, yeah, it was brilliant. Great, great, great stuff. So neither Whitelock or Italic come into your thinking? Well, based on the based on those last two games, I know they're amazing players, but I suppose that shows the kind of the standard um, Ireland have set in these these last two games and, and how well they've played. I mean, you know, can you say you'd, you'd start them after that performance? Uh, you know, I certainly couldn't. Um, look, I know the quality and the experience and the number of caps they've got, but, you know, the, those two lads were absolutely phenomenal in terms of being a nuisance at the breakdown, t- turning the ball over. Ty Byrne, three turnovers at the breakdown, a line-out steal, 18 tackles. Um, you know, you couldn't ask for a, a better performance. And then looking forward to further down the line, you know, you've got Ian Henderson to come back, Kieran Treadwell's uh, emergence after, I suppose, Quinn Ruse moved on and um, Bun- uh, not Bundy Aki, uh, Alton Delans moved to France. Um, you know, we're in a we're in really good place. Um, front row were brilliant and the back row, Josh van der Fleer, you know, all-round display. I think he's made 62 tackles and one miss over the three test matches. Um, just the, the 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 fitness levels, the efficiency, the dynamism, the ability to get back up on their feet and keep offering themselves, coming onto the ball at pace. Um, Josh van der Fleer you know, is in the running for Player of the Year, isn't he? For World Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has to be. He's just relentless. He's just an absolute machine. The fitness levels, as I say, just the you know the the, the Richard McCaw-esque ability to kind of take knocks and bangs and. Um, get back on his feet, keep going. Um, you know, it's just it's just relentless. It's just in your face. The line speed he brings in defence, getting up off the line, the pest, the nuisance he is at the breakdown, uh, his ball carrying, coming on, which is something actually I think Stuart Lancaster started, um, you know, when he first came to Leinster and it's rippled into all the other provinces is, you know, those three-man setups off nine or ten. You know, I think in the past we've been guilty of catching the ball static and trying to get going from there. You see now everyone's animated, everyone's got their hands up, everyone's coming on to the ball at pace, something that you've seen Saracens do over the years. And, you know, that's that's something that uh, Stuart Lancaster, I know that's for Leinster, but I think it's something that's rippled into Ireland's play. That's something, you know, I remember back in 2017, Stuart Lancaster used to show clips of Saracens doing that. You know, not just standing in that three-man pod set up, standing still, catching the ball, then trying to generate momentum. You know, guys are animated. They're coming onto the ball at pace. Um, and the other thing I've loved, which has been a real theme over, you know, I think since Farrell came in and Paul O'Connell came in to do the forwards is, is the footwork. And that's, I suppose, summed up by Dan Sheehan, you know, the footwork pre-contact, not running just straight and hard at bodies. You know, we do that at times, but our ability to catch the ball, a little bit of footwork, just pre-contact and, and, you know, to make it a soap tackle by the All Blacks. It's not a dominant tackle because they're not running, you know, straight. They're running hard, a little bit of footwork. They're getting a, they're getting arms tackles. They get, they're winning those inches, getting that momentum. And, you know, it's that ripple effect just gives Ireland that momentum, that go forward, which makes life so much easier for everyone else to play off. 
do you think this uh, Ireland? Sorry, sorry, I'm just having a drink. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm getting too excited, aren't I? <laughs> but I was just I was, I was actually just going to ask uh, this uh, joint Ireland New Zealand pack. How would it how would it fare against a South Africa pack or or a France pack? Yeah, so look, obviously we've been tested there against you know arguably the best best side in the world. We've created history, um, you know, created history twice, I suppose. But look, at Andy Farrell, I think, has beaten the All Blacks five five times. Once with England, is it once with the Lions, three times with Ireland. So, you know, he brings that own mental toughness and mindset um, into the camp, and you know. We've shown we can beat the All Blacks, and you know it's not a fluke. It's uh, we're generally good enough, and you know all this talk of peaking before the World Cup. It's you know hopefully that's not the case, and you know I don't I don't think you can read too much into it. But you know the last World Cup, I think we were number one one year out from the World Cup, and the only really real concern for me here is you know going forward to the, the next World Cup is you know keeping a 37 year old fly half who's been absolutely phenomenal and. Um, just he's just he's incredible, isn't he? His his ability, his physicality, and the way he controls the game, keeping him fit because yeah. you know we still don't seem to have any backup plan. It's been great to see Kim Frawley come in and uh, have a great second test against the Maoris. Uh, be interesting to see what happens with Leinster going forward in terms of if he gets game time there and how he progresses. Harry Burns, it's been frustrating with all the injuries he hasn't emerged. Um, Jack Carty out injured. Um, so it's it, it's it, it's a worry. So we've got to keep him fit. And the other kind of concern is uh, we've got great strength and depth. Great, you know, you look at Jack Cohn and a lion on the bench, Keen Healy on the bench. But you know that game, our two props played seventy minutes. That doesn't really happen in Test match rugby anymore. So you know, have we got that depth and strength that we need going into the World Cup? We need to keep Porter and F- Tyg Furlong fit, obviously. But you know. They can't be playing 70 minutes, no. um, you know, leading up to the World Cup. Um, no, definitely. Some... I'm sorry, sorry, I did. Sorry, I am getting very excited, honey, because I have not answered your question. But here, I'm going to answer it now. You asked if we're playing the kind of likes of South Africa. Um, and I, I suppose, yeah, that they're completely different games. They're not played as, you know, as a fast pace as playing against the All Blacks. Uh, I suppose England, France, uh, South Africa... They're much bigger, bigger men. Um, so it's a real test of upfront in, in terms of, you know, your set piece. And I think there is a little bit of work to do in the scrum. Um, you know, it, it progressed as we went through the tournament. But, you know, for me, that's why I mentioned before, if, if I was making any changes specific to those games, it, it would probably be, you know, it's been great to see Dan Sheen come in and get game time. But, you know, probably looking at for, for those games, Ronan Kelleher coming in to, to hook a position, Ian Henderson coming into the second row and, you know, based on whoever's playing the best, Alf Peter, Romani and um, Tyg Byrne, if you know, for that sixth position, um, they're, they're probably the only kind of changes I consider when you're coming up against those three bigger, heavier kind of uh, forward packs. All right, Mike, well, unfortunately we're out of time. That was great. Thanks a million. Oh, you're joking me. I had loads more to say. What else? What else? Quick. I'll give you 10 um, seconds. No, no, that's it. To sum up, <laughs> very exciting. I've had a great time watching the three tests. I hope you have too. Hey, two, three, four. Yes, two, three, four. Squeeze! <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. Take care. That's uh, Mike McCarthy there. Do you think he did? Did he come up with the you're just a shit Devon Toner? Oh, definitely. Mike McCarthy is the president on Uchtaron of the Devon Toner fan club.